Welcome back to the Double Trouble Podcast. This is Tess. Oh, I'm not Tess. <laughs> Did that really just happen? Who am I? <laughs> um, no, no, no. Let me, let me, uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, that's Chloe. I'm Chloe. <laughs> I know who I am. And that's Tess. Oh, nice to meet you all again. I'm glad we're all getting to know each other again because apparently Chloe doesn't know who she is. That girl I see. Really bad. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. If you need me, I'll be crying in my bathroom. Welcome back. Uh, a big fuck you to my number one hater, Tess. Um, so shout out to her. That's literally my job, dude. Oh. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This is episode two. And Tess is gonna be telling the story this time, but we just wanted to kind of start off with telling you guys what we've done this week. It's literally fucking Monday, so yeah. we should probably be like this week. Yes. Last week? Just say what's new. I think we should just go with what's new. What's new, Skippy Doo? Yeah, what's new, what stood out from the last We're whatever already. week. Joe Biden is president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My man. So, uh, we have a new president. No, we don't. A pre- president-elect. Nice. Um, nice catch. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do like to be politically correct. Um, we have a president-elect who will be the new president on January 20th of 2021. So that's cool. Yeah, that's that is the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. What's today? Oh, that was like last week. Okay. Um, it was just announced this past weekend, like two days ago. Yeah, I know. It was shit is wild. Um, anyways, time is so that real. happened. I was stressed. Oh, yesterday I had friends over and we made pork katsu, which is really good. Oh, that um, was chicken. We ended up doing pork. So yeah, it was really good though. Rusty taught me how to make rice. Um, shout out to my one Asian friend. No. I'm just- <laughs> No, it truly is. I'm like, please teach me how to do things that aren't just making Kraft mac and cheese. But that's okay. You have no culture, right? Uh, Yeah, I can't cook for shit. So mac and cheese. Hey, I burned grilled cheese. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever. No, no, no. I don't think I've ever made a grilled cheese that I haven't burnt at least one side. That's fucked up. Yeah, I literally can't cook. I literally can't cook. Hello? It's okay. Well, hello? <laughs> what is anyway. it? Worst Chefs in America? Is that the show? Dude, Dude, you should go on there. Can't you win money? Yo, fuck it. We can make our podcast famous. Worst Chefs in America. Famous? Famous. More famous. Famous. More famous. No, it's more famous. Yeah. Famous or isn't more. But yeah, no, we, um... We made pork katsu, me and my friends, Rusty, Sandra, shout out to the homies. Um, and then, I know, shout out to the homies. I had sake for the first time, which was cool. Did you like it? Yeah, no, it was good. I like, <clears throat> it wasn't really life-changing. I mean, It's I like, okay. The only time I like to drink sake is when I'm doing a sake bomb, and I really don't even like sake bombs, so it's very rare <laughs> that I uh, even drink it. I mean, yeah, we got... Did uh, you do a sake bomb? Rusty, no. No. One time I took a shot of sake just by itself with my friend Allie, and that was interesting. I have a Snapchat memory of me going, and then I was like, not bad. Yeah, no, it's pretty smooth. It's pretty smooth. Like, you don't have to... We had a... hate it. Oh, gosh. I know we had a really popular one that comes in a pink bottle that a lot of people probably know about. I just threw out the bottle, so I can't give you the name. And then I had one that was apple, like... Ew. It was actually pretty solid. It's not, like, heavily... You know I don't like apple stuff. Oh, well, I do, so... That's true. We made pork katsu. It was fantastic. 10 out of 10. Shout out to the homies. And then today... Tonight, I guess I should say, before you came over, Mm -hmm. she brought me Olive Garden. Bless up. Thank God. And I also finished Maid Sama tonight. Shout out to my other weebs. What is that? Um, it's... So it's like a little romance anime. Um, 
but there are some people on the internet that might go a little wild if I don't classify this properly, so oh. I'm just gonna say it's a cute little romance anime about uh, two people in high school, this class president works for a maid cafe because it pays more money. Um, what the hell is a maid cafe? You don't know. Do they oh dress up as maids? Yes. yes, they do. Have you seen that trend mm-hmm. on TikTok where men dress up as maids? Yeah, that's kind of a thing. You... Wait, do they do that in... Men in maid costumes is very much like a, from what I'm aware of, a Japanese thing. Oh. That's like a running trope. Oh, well, gag. now all the white boys on TikTok are taking over. I mean, it's like an e-boy thing, so yeah, that makes sense. You remember when they were like, ew, e-girls, and now we have e-boys dressing up in maid costumes, and I'm everyone's really... like, oh, my heart. It's like, fuck you. I can't no, wear still, scrunchies. I'm still on the... No. Like, fuck, I couldn't wear scrunchies? All right. Nothing fuck against, me, I guess. Nothing against e-boys and e-girls. I just think the whole, like, effort is just, uh, e for effort. That's what I see it as. Too much. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I think everyone looks cute in a maid costume. You can't really go wrong with frills. <laughs> True. It's not like a, I don't think it's a frilly dress, dude. I want to go. To I've just been seeing dress. the lingerie versions of it yeah, on TikTok, no, yeah, so no. I'm a little like that's like not. Yeah, I, no. yeah. All of a sudden, I was on TikTok. I don't even go on TikTok that much anymore. But all of a sudden, I was on TikTok and I sent, saw like three in a row, and I was like, "What's going like, on? What and fuck? why is this on my for you?" <laughs> I don't like, but that's the thing. It's like you're on that side of TikTok, so why you is get this that on shit. my for you. Bitch. It may, yeah, no, seriously, get me out of so. e boy and e girl TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But that is basically all I did this weekend. Hang out with friends and watch anime, which is... I started Parasite as well. I I hope some of the people that listen to this podcast are nerds like me. I mean, as we get more... Hey, guys. Friendos, they probably will be. I'm a loser. Recommend me anime. I've seen a... Not a, not a large amount, but a decent A good amount. amount. A good amount. It's yeah. probably an average amount, but yeah. What did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Um, I went and hung out with some friends, and we met up and got a drink. And then I cleaned my apartment, which was cool. Uh, so it was very fascinating. Um, did you come over Saturday night? Yes. Yes. Sunday night. No, Sunday. that was literally yesterday. Oh, my fucking <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, I was here yesterday, and we just forgot that. I don't know what that. day of the okay. week it is. Um, what did we do? Oh, we watched um, that new An- Enola, Holmes Enola Holmes movie, yeah. which is on Netflix, which has Millie Bobby Brown, and it has Sam Clayfin, and it has... That that's Minecraft. Two, oh, no. Who's the two? That's Minecraft. Um, <laughs> I don't know who Tewksbury is, and I don't know... Let me look. No, it's Henry Cal- Calvill? Calvill? That's, that's, that's Sherlock. That's the Superman guy, right? That's Sherlock. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, we're looking for the Tewksbury guy? Tewksbury. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's actually a town in England, if you were wondering. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. I was a joke. Because he's like the lord of... That was a joke. I hope oh. you all can hear me typing. Hacking into system. Kermit gift. Lewis Patridge. 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 Oh, and it has Helena Bonham Carter. I forgot yeah, about her. Mom. Yeah, I love. And then the lady from Harry Potter. Remember we talked about that? Frances de la Tour. But um, that was really good. It's basically about Sherlock Holmes's sister Enola, um, and this little quest that she goes on when her mother goes missing. Helena Bonham Bonham Carter. Um, I always just call her Bellatrix Lestrange, to be honest with you. I forget her name. It's not fair. She is in so many other movies. Not that I don't think she's fantastic, but, like, you know, I'm not yeah. good at names. That's fair. Um, 
so we watched that, which was, I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping it would be a TV show. I feel like the plot would be a much better TV show than it was movie. It was good, um, but I, mean, I, I just feel like it would have been stretched out better as a TV show. No, um, yeah, I agree with you. Don't you think? Well, I feel like, I told you, I feel like they'll, pro- hopefully they'll do a TV spinoff. I would, I would love that. That would be really cool. Or just a second one. I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I like this. So we did that. Yeah. And um, then, as Chloe said, we got some Olive Garden tonight. And uh, that was my weekend. I really did not do that much. I pretty much have one social event per weekend. Um, like fascinating said, stuff. Fascinating. Or exciting. <laughs> Somebody get us a TV show. <laughs> um, no, but Tess is telling the, I guess, I don't want to say story. You're telling the crime info this so i am going to be sharing the story of um america's first known female serial killer so her name is jane toppin top of the morning to you yes just like that i told you i had to do that just like that jane toppin um and she is known as what we call an angel of death which is a serial killer who is basically a nurse um, or a caregiver, and they prey on the vulnerable or their patients, um, the people that they take care of. And, yeah, she is the first known, like I said, female serial killer. Uh, There might have been more before this. I almost researched someone else. I can't remember her name now. But there wasn't proof that she was the first female female serial killer, whereas with Jane Toppin, there is. There's definitive proof, and she was, like, tried and convicted, you know? So it's like... there's. So that's why I went with Jane Toppin. So starting off with a little bit of early life of Jane Toppin, um, actually not her real name, surprisingly enough. Her real name was... Anora or Nora for short Kelly and wait is it actually Anora or is it Honora like I mean I would hope it would be Anora it sounds better. It's I mean, spelled like honor. Yeah, well, that's what I'm asking. I'm it's spelled it like it's spelled like honor with an a at the end. I'm really hoping it was Anora because Honora just sounds bad. So I'm gonna say Anora. I'm gonna go with that pronunciation. And um, she was born on March 31st, 1854 in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, She was the daughter of Irish immigrants, her mom, Bridget Kelly, and a father, Peter Kelly. Her mom died when she was a very young age from tuberculosis, so she didn't know her mother very well. Um, at all. In fact, she died when she was in infancy. Her father, uh, Peter Kelly, was not the best father figure. He was eccentric as they like to say uh that means insane basically he was an abusive alcoholic and they actually called him kelly the crackpot because he had some tendencies to substance abuse um he was really prone to violent outbursts and he was the subject of quite a few colorful legends these legends one of them include um basically the legend says that he went insane and tried to sew his eyelids together. Holy fuck. Tried to guy's... sew them shut. This guy's fucking nuts. So. shit. Oh, no. Yeah. That's like a horror movie. So, I don't know if that's true. That's why it says colorful legends. Um, Jesus Christ. So, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure if that's true. But he did end up um, giving his two daughters up to an orphanage in 1860. I'm sure due to him not being his best self. And this was a couple years after their mom died. This was when um, Honora was six and her sister Delia Josephine was eight. 
Uh, so they end up being sent to the Boston Female Asylum which is, again, an orphanage for indigent or poor and needy female uh, children. Can I send myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, their older sister, Nellie, was actually placed in an insane asylum, what which is, fuck? again, asylum is not the same thing as an insane asylum, obviously. Um, insane asylum is, you know, what they called mental health establishments back in the day just for crazy people is basically what they called them do we know why she was i mean was she exhibiting i do not um i did not research into her i just know that she unfortunately did not get the same deal as Honora and Delia Josephine. Well, I mean, schizophrenia can be passed down. Yeah, and... sewing his eyelids shut? Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, it it could have just been that she was a little too far gone because she was older. Yeah, um, And she had dealt with that trauma more so than her two younger sisters had. But Honora had a, a, I want to say, a decent life after the orphanage, but unfortunately her sister Delia Josephine did not. Um, Getting back to basically them being dropped off at the orphanage um when they appeared at the orphanage peter kelly begged for them to take the children because he couldn't take care of them he knew he couldn't and uh, basically the the board of the orphanage yeah um they saw that the children were in shabby dress uh they had really poor hygiene and it looked like they were subject to neglect and possible abuse so they voted unanimously to keep the children there and let them stay. I love how they voted. They were like, mm. yeah, they didn't so, just usher them in. Yeah, like, so I guess it's a vote. I, I mean, maybe maybe it was a state institution. Maybe um, oh, yeah, maybe it was, uh, you know, they had limited capacity, something like that. So <sighs> so they voted. And they uh, took in uh, the two younger daughters, Delia and Honora. Basically, all it says is that documents from the asylum note that they were rescued from a very miserable home. Uh Besides that, there's really no records of their time during the asylum, but reportedly it was not great because it is said that Delia Josephine ended up becoming a prostitute. Um, Did she leave? Like, so it, it sounds like it alludes to the research that I did alludes to it starting while she was there. And then the fuck? and then she reportedly that's the life that she went into when she got older as well. Mm. So she spent about two years in there. And in November 1862, she was placed as an indentured servant in the home of someone named Mrs. Ann Toppin hence the last name Toppin. Yeah. And this was in Lowell, Massachusetts. So same state. Um, she was placed as an indentured servant. That basically means that she lives there and she works for the family. As opposed to staying at the um, asylum, yeah. she was indentured to the family of Toppin um, two years later in 1862. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they never actually formally adopted her, she took on their last name eventually, and they actually renamed her to uh, be named Jane instead of Anora. She did not have the best experience in the as a foster child, as an indentured servant there. Mm-hmm. Um, she was abused, and she actually, there was a foster sister there by the name of Elizabeth, and she she was very, very jealous, and she ended up being very bitter of her towards her later years. And this, like, built up during childhood. 
Do we know? I mean, when you say foster sister, was mm-hmm. she also like was Elizabeth also an indentured servant? No, she was the so Elizabeth was the real daughter. Yeah, okay. so Elizabeth was Got the biological it. daughter of um, uh, Anne Toppin. Yeah, the favoritism makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you can assume that favoritism came into play. Yeah, um, Elizabeth was apparently very pretty, and Jane was kind of plump and just had a lot of insecurity issues. They the research I did made a. Um, Note that she was unhappy with herself, and then she kept getting bigger because of that. You mean she's a teenager? Yeah. What the fuck? With trauma? Whoa! Sounds about right. So she, because of these things, Jane really envied the fact that Elizabeth would eventually get married one day, and she was seen as like a very... I don't like a, a promising bride, a promising woman. You know, I just hate to, the fact that that was a like prominent woman to the men the in the society. They're I like, guess mm, you're gonna get married one day. Ugh. It's like literally when we watched Enola Holmes, it was the same thing. He was like, "No one's gonna marry you." And it's yeah, like, I hate men. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, so that was a very big deal back then, is getting yourself prepared to be a wife one day, oh, which Elizabeth was excelling at apparently, and Jane was just had some <gasps> issues. An indentured servant versus the actual biological daughter in the same house. It's not gonna work out. It's Bitch, I uh, when I'm yeah. stressed too. You're going to abuse me? I'm going to eat some bread. I don't give a fuck. So, um, she actually did very well in school, but she started displaying signs of sociopathy very early on. She would tell these outrageous lies, like really big lies. She told people that her father was sailing around the world. She told people that her sister had married an English nobleman um, and that her brother was decorated at Gettysburg uh, by Abraham Lincoln himself. So, And people didn't believe these. Like the, Most people either thought she was very obnoxious and did not believe these lies, or they thought she was very smart and um charismatic there really was like no one between people either really liked her or really did not like her i mean is she sociopathic or does she just want attention i mean obviously maybe both maybe both because that kind of it kind of the line continues throughout her life yeah so it's i would say more sociopathic Yeah. yeah she doesn't grow out of that she continues to lie she is a liar throughout the whole story so throughout her whole life um, it is said that at 16, she did find a man. Um, she supposedly had a, uh, a boy who was actually a Lowell office worker, um, and he gave her a promise ring at one point, but he ended up having to move to another city in Massachusetts and fell in love with someone else while he was there. Um, broke her heart and dumped her. I've so, been broke so many times. I yeah, know. I couldn't find too much on that, so I'm not sure if that's one of the legends that surrounds her life or if it is, in fact, true. But that is one instance of, you know, just she feels that she can't find herself a husband and that might be a sense of insecurity for her yeah it's a big blow yeah especially during that time so um she said if i had been a married woman i probably would not have killed all those people uh i would have had my husband my children and my home to take up my mind i don't think that's how that works i don't think that's true either <laughs> um you're insane that's how that works. yeah i seeing what she does later on i think that she is probably always would always have those tendencies um, she just would have found a different way to do it, I think. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Maybe she wouldn't have killed so many people. When she was 18, which was in 1868, she was actually freed of her duties. She was given her freedom from being an indentured servant. Uh, and she was actually given $50. So what's $50 today? Sign I me see. the fuck up. $50. Delaires is how I spelled it. 
1868 $945 as Holy of today. Holy shit, I'd like that. Where's my <laughs> so stimulus they check? gave her about a th oh, they gave her about <laughs> $1000 back in the day. Um but she chose to stay on uh, with the family that she was uh, indentured to uh, until her foster mom, Anne, passed away. And Anne's daughter took over the estate, Elizabeth. Uh, but she eventually met and married a man and left home. And uh, that, that then forced Jane to leave home as well. Yeah. Uh, so she started a career. So she was there for quite a long time. Uh, 1885 is when we can see that she started her nursing career. So that's about 20 years later. Yeah. So she was at the family home for 20 years, not killing anyone, not doing anything, hanging out. Um, she began her training as to be a nurse at the Cambridge Hospital. And in her earlier, she was described as brilliant and terrible, whereas... Um, at the hospital, she was really well-liked and really bright and really friendly. She even got the nickname of Jolly Jane. Jolly Jane Toppin is her ooh, serial killer name. I'm not um, scared. <laughs> <laughs> so her, her MO was that she would basically, as she was nursing uh, and as she was learning, she would come into into contact with patients and if she liked a patient she would falsify their information to keep them longer to get to know them Love uh and she would spend a lot of time alone with the patients making up those fake charts um and getting to know them she really she did not like elderly people she felt like they were useless and not worth the waste of medicine or keeping alive so as she starts to get these feelings of you know, sociopathy and um, sadism. She uses her patients, her elderly patients, as sort of guinea pigs. Uh, and she experimented on them with morphine, which is a nar narcotic, it's a painkiller, and atropine, which is an antispasmodic, which basically reduces spasms in your muscles and it also helps with a low heart rate. So, a morphine is something they would give patients who were obviously in a lot of pain and needed to calm down. Um, atropine was something that would kind of wake you up. Um, it would reduce the spasms that people might have. Like, so let's say if you were subjected to something like nerve gas or something like that, something where you your your nervous system's on overdrive and you're you're spazzing because you, it's just happening. So. Um, it also, a side effect was it increased your heart rate. So she would basically give them morphine, and then she would watch as they, like, lowered into unconsciousness. And as they started to become unconscious, she would give them atropine, and they would start to wake up again. Bitch crazy. Yeah, so she, she basically altered their prescriptions and their dosages to see what it did to their nervous systems. Basically, they would drift in and out of consciousness. If they got close to dying, she would make miraculous recoveries, and she would save them. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, so that was her... That's how she started out, was kind of just testing on these elderly patients. Bitch, um, when I love She was playing, like, God. She was... Like, it says, the angel of death. This mm -hmm. was before she was actually killing them. And sometimes they would die. Sometimes, obviously, they couldn't take it and they would die. Um, and that would start to kind of add up at, over the years. So, uh, a couple years later, she... Uh, was given a recommendation to go from the Cambridge Hospital where she was doing her nursing rounds, um, 
what's that called? Like Grey's Anatomy? What what did they? Uh, you know, I haven't seen that show. What are they called in Grey's Anatomy? Internship. Yes. Or... Yeah, it's like an internship. Um, oh, residency. There we go. So she did her residency at the Cambridge Hospital, and she was recommended by a couple of doctors who favored her because, again, she was coming off as a very well-liked and bright and friendly person. Um, So she was recommended to the Massachusetts General Hospital to receive wider training, um, and it was a little bit more of a prestigious hospital. So she got glowing recommendations to go there from a couple of the doctors at the Cambridge um, Hospital. He said, we like this so Yeah, so, like I said, besides these, it, it wasn't really catching up with her yet, the fact that she was doing this. And I don't think, I think it was because not a lot of people were dying yet. So, yeah. She and again, she would falsify their charts and make it seem like they were fine and, and keep them there longer and something had happened. And so, um, yeah, so she had a very good reputation. So she went to the Massachusetts General Hospital. Uh, while she was there, she started to claim several more victims, and eventually she was actually fired. Not for the reason you would think, though. She was actually fired because she broke one of the rules, and she had left the ward without permission. So I don't know if she went off off out of the ward when she was on duty or if she lived there and she had living quarters there and she went out after you know curfew or something like that but that was actually the reason why she got fired it wasn't anything to do with the fact that she um that she was killing people i guess uh yeah but she she was kind of uh she was kind of rambunctious and kind of did things that were a little risque and things like that so it doesn't really surprise me that she broke the rules um, she was discharged and she didn't actually receive her nursing license, even though she had passed her finals and, uh, her diploma was signed. They never actually gave it to her. So she briefly returned to the Cambridge hospital for a little bit, but then she was dismissed because they were, uh, they were racking up her administering medication recklessly. They were noticing the fact that she was giving out narcotics and giving out uh, those antispasmodics like too much, basically. Yeah. They were like, "Why? Where is all this medicine going?" And she didn't have a good answer for it. So, um, after she left the Cambridge Hospital, she was dismissed. She left without her certificate. However, she forged the paperwork that she needed to be able to find work as a private nurse. So she couldn't work in the hospitals, but she could be a caregiver in the homes of families. Um, so again, there's all this adding up of things that she's doing that are either against the rules or just downright deadly. Um, yeah. So again, that's why that doesn't surprise me that she broke the rules at the Massachusetts hospital. It does not surprise me. Um, again, outside of her job, she, she was told to have guzzled beer, told dirty jokes. She was a gossip, uh, and she enjoyed turning her friends against each other, um, with the gossip. So, there's two sides of her really there's the side that's like oh my the hateful side it's the side that you wouldn't want to get to know and also the side that she would show the doctors and her patients which seemed like a very professional woman very compassionate and super super cheerful and friendly um but she was dismissed uh and uh the doctors like i said she had a really good 
reputation it preceded her so they actually would recommend her to their uh, clients their wealthy clients as a private nurse because they realized that she couldn't work in the hospital anymore and I'm sure she made it into some big thing about how like you know something went wrong but it wasn't her fault or anything like that so she was probably like well, they said I was administering opiates mm-hmm. excessively, but if I have a patient that's in pain, I'm not going I, to. I have to, you know yeah, what I mean? No. Yeah. So, um, but, but her her charisma, it does not surprise me that she was able to keep her reputation and uh, go and work with uh, families, just not in a institutional setting. Yeah. So, uh, starting in her private nursing career, um, over the next couple decades, next two decades, uh, she was hired on by so many families, dozens of uh, families, and uh, she would care for their ill and their elderly in several states. Um, However, she was hired by so many because she kept killing people. Um, Fuck. Yeah, so basically, and it's easy, it's easy to not keep track of that back then because it's very easy to blame someone dying on things that, you know, other people aren't medically trained to recognize. Well, also, um, if they're already ill. Yeah, exactly. If they're ill and elderly. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, Most of the point. time, they were going to die anyways. Yeah. It's hospice. Yeah. So, um, she, as she would go from family to family, she would end up killing the older family members, which, as you said, is not something that would shock the family because yeah. they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would steal from them. So, that became a little bit of a problem. People were noticing that she was... Uh, stealing um, petty theft and she as she as she grew bored of people she started to kill them too so this would be landlords fellow doctors or nurses even friends as she got bored of them she would poison them and they would die under suspicious circumstances but it couldn't be tied to her yeah there was just no proof yeah so um one example of this is basically it kind of her poisoning spree started in 1895 which is about 6 years after she left the Massachusetts uh, General Hospital she poisoned her landlord Israel Dunham and his wife and she had actually been friends with them but she she got tired of them she said that they had gotten feeble and fussy and old and cranky and she just didn't want them around anymore so she killed both of them via poisoning Hey, fuck it, am I right? Right. So at this time, she actually has a friendship going with her old foster sister, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, now Elizabeth Toppin Brigham. Ooh. Yeah, that's her. her Let me up. Married. Yeah, her married name. <laughs> um, so she actually, they had a friendship. She actually. She actually invited uh, Jane to come and visit her in the house that they grew up in. Um, so. I guess she either came back to own the house or she stayed there and Jane just left when she got married. I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but um, Jane would sometimes go and take her up on that invitation and they would get together and spend time together. So they had a friendship. Um, Jane was on vacation in uh, Buzzards Bay in the summer of 1899 and she uh, invited Elizabeth down to the bay with her. Um, because Elizabeth was complaining of depression. And Jane told her, it'll make a nice trip. You'll feel better. Come down and spend some time with me on the Cape. Um, So Elizabeth goes, thinking nothing of it. She... um, So while they were um, vacationing in Buzzards Bay on the Cape, uh, they went to have a picnic on the beach. And Elizabeth... uh, 
Jane had been planning Elizabeth's death for a little bit now, um, but it came to fruition on this day. They went to the beach and had a picnic of cold corned beef, taffy, and mineral water. And what the mineral was was strychnine. Me too. Um, poison. I love some good flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very flavorful. Put some cyanide in there too. It'll taste like almonds. Yes. <laughs> Smell like it, too. Ooh. So, mineral water, and I guess that's what she told her to get her to that's drink it. fucking hilarious. Um, and she said later, I held her in my arms and watched with delight as she gasped her life out. God, Jane. Yeah. Um, and part of her... What Jane did was, as her patients were dying, she would actually hold them close to her. No. And that gave her, like... A ba- it was basically sexually satisfying for her. Oh, I don't like it. It gave her like a sexual release. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. I'm screaming. That's what it was described as, is that it was exciting for her. So. I'll be calling the police. That's what happened. She held her in her arms and watched as she died. Um, she actually insinuated herself into the house of Elizabeth's widower, Ormil Brigham, because she wanted to marry him. She wanted to take over Elizabeth Elizabeth's role. Fuck it. Right? And because my just fucking pop in there. I'm He's like, not gonna notice. I'm like, girl, you're one friend in the world and you kill her and then you try and take her husband. Like, ugh. So This is like a fucking novella. So Oramel lets her stay with him mm-hmm. and within three days she'd killed his housekeeper because she was like, um, no. Uh I want to be the housekeeper. So she needed a reason to stay. Oh, my God. So she killed the housekeeper, who was a 77-year-old lady named Edna. uh, And she took over from Edna and tried to impress Ormel with housekeeping. And he just was not impressed. He was like, I don't want you as a housekeeper, and I don't want you as my wife. Uh, So she took a different tactic, and she said, fine, I will poison him and nurse him back to health, and he'll fall in love with me that way. As you can assume, that didn't work out either. Um, <laughs> to which her last, her last ditch effort was to claim that he'd gotten her pregnant. So, did they have sex? Maybe I'm thinking so. If that's what she's claiming, I'm just not realizing that. I mean, maybe the rumor would cause him to marry her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Then. Okay. Yes. So, wait, how she, fucking old was she? Did she even have kids at this? Yeah. Age? No, she wasn't that old. It's uh, she was born in 1854. This is 1890 something. She's like 40. I mean, she's getting kind of old, but... Yeah, okay. So, she either... They either did have sex, because he's a man, and I'm not going to say that he would not do that, um, or she was going to ruin his reputation and yeah. say that she was going to have a kid and if he didn't marry her. Um, he said, fuck no baby, and he threw her out. <laughs> um, so... Basically, she had also told him that her sister's last wish was for Jane to have her gold watch and chain. She was a thief. Um, And Oramel was like, yeah, that sounds really characteristic for Elizabeth. Sure, you can have it. But then he later found out that that, um, after she was arrested, that she had pawned the gold watch and chain. She like, didn't hey. even want it for like no. She of course she didn't want it. She just wanted to sell it. I said my beloved wife's heirloom. So and she said, "Hey, fuck your heirloom." So he, um, as this is all coming to fruition, uh, she was like, "I'm gonna say that I'm pregnant, and you need to marry me." He was so sick of her. He said, "You need to get out of my house." Um, and she actually 
she was so frustrated and I guess sad and just all of her emotions coming together. She actually tried to commit suicide with an overdose of, of morphine. Um, but she failed, which is ironic because she was killing all these other people, but yeah, she couldn't like, kill how do you herself. Fail on yourself. Yeah. So she's like, oops. I don't know. So she tried to commit suicide and she failed and she was went to the hospital. Um after this, she began living uh, under some new landlords. Their name were Melvin and Eliza Beadle. And this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Okay. So she uh, also poisoned them, but she didn't poison them enough to kill them. She only poisoned them to, enough to give them some gastrointestinal illness. They had the run. Yeah, basically they just couldn't hold anything in. <laughs> um, so... Uh, she also uh, poisoned their housekeeper so that she could frame her for being drunk and so that she would get dismissed and Jane could take over. And it worked. Um, she got the job. Which is really unfortunate, but at least she didn't die. <laughs> she just lost her job. So um, while she's here uh, underneath the Beetle family, she uh, has a cottage where she vacationed in Buzzards Bay. Mm -hmm. And the landlord of the cottage has noticed that it was time that she paid her rent. She owed them $500, which is a lot. Yeah. $500. Um, and so the matriarch of the house, Maddie, uh, went down to the Beatles' house in Cambridge and tried to collect that. While she was there, Jane killed her. Um, Jane basically poisoned her over a couple of days with morphine and atropine and uh, she blamed it on heart issues. She said she was an older lady, so she blamed her dying on heart issues and she actually accompanied Maddie's body back home to Massachusetts um, in a different city for the burial and when she got there she uh was kept on as the family nurse for the family oh no of the davis family um oh, no <laughs> um so she was kept on by the patriarch the husband alden davis um the eldest daughter of Maddie and Alden was really, really distraught. Obviously, it was a sudden death of their mom. They mm -hmm. weren't expecting her to die. She was in perfect yeah. health. She went on a trip. Um, so she was in perfect health, and it was said that she was so distraught that she turned to Toppin for relief, uh, knowing that she was a nurse. Nurse Toppin, being ever so nice, gave her some injections, mm -hmm. and um, Annie died. <laughs> so she died on July 29th of uh, 19, not 19, 18, no, I think it's 1901, 1901. Okay. Um, so this is 1901 by this time. So Annie dies on July 29th. Uh, Jane tries to blame it on suicide. She said she was so upset that she killed herself because her mother died. Oof. Um, a few days later... The Davis patriarch, uh, Alden Davis, uh, he died supposedly from a massive stroke, but in fact, he too had been getting medication from Toppin. <laughs> this motherfucker. So, she said, I'm going to kill the whole family. Yes. Okay. No, literally. And this is what is the beginning of the end. It's like, really, girl? Like, you can't contain yourself. Contain yourself. Wait, God damn it. So a few days later, she kills, uh, she kills the dad. She kills uh, Alden Davis. And um, that left just one surviving member in that house. And her name was Mary Gibbs. She was married. Um, and uh, after her father's burial, she... She was, you know, basically under the care of Jane and yeah. uh, no suspicions there. She wasn't sure what was going on. Her whole family had just died. I'm sure she was distraught. Um, and she died, too, on August 19th. So 
not even like a month later. Yeah. Uh, Jane kills her as well. Um, so with the entire family wiped out in less than six weeks, Mary Gibbs's husband says, okay, this is not right. Um, something's happening to these people. Yeah. And he demands an autopsy. Uh, Toppin tries her best to prevent it from happening, but the Massachusetts state police also suspects foul play at this point and they agree to it. Um, so the autopsy does in fact confirm that uh Mary Gibbs had been massively poisoned with morphine and atropine. Love that. And um later on they would exhume the other bodies as well and they would find that. Oh shit. Yeah. So uh however by then Toppin was see ya. she she fled. Me. Yeah. So <laughs> like, when she realized watch. when she realized that she wasn't going to be able to prevent them from exhuming the body and doing an autopsy, she said, "Okay, I got to go." And she went to uh New Hampshire where she actually had a friend. Um, and then she wasn't there for too long, though. They ended up following her and finding her on October 29th. Yeah, okay. So, like, a month later, I want to say, she was caught in New Hampshire. Um, but in the meantime, don't worry, she had managed to kill one more person. Um, and uh, she was actually working on another person before the police caught her. I like how she instead she literally knew she was caught and she said one more yeah and At she least was one and she was working on another before she said woo yeah so on October 29th 1901 she's caught uh, she's arrested for murder and at this time they only know of the family they only know of the Davis Holy family. Fuck. Um, because she hasn't been caught for anything else. There's no proof for anything else. Yeah. So at this point, she's only arrested for the murder of the Davis family. Those, uh, Alden Davis, Maddie Davis, and, uh, oh, I guess four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Gibbs and Annie Gordon. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, has, so, so she gets caught in October 29th, 1901. But um, under questioning, she ends up confessing to at least 31 murders. I like how she was just like, let me... Uh, She's caught. Y'all might have You know? So she, at this point, she confesses to 31 murders that she can remember. She says she's probably killed in the hundreds. Oh, my God. This bitch wild. Yeah. Yes, Queen. <laughs> yeah. And that she Sorry. can remember is 31 instances she of said, murder. I'm about to spill some tea. She uh, said, I am gossiping. Yeah. So... Um, she, under questioning from the police and, uh, in confidence to her attorney, she ends up, she ends up giving her reasoning as being that the reason why she killed these people is because she derived a sexual thrill from it. Um, patients being near death and then coming back to life and then dying again. Um, she would administer a drug mixture to the patients that she chose as her victims and she would lay with them and hold them close as they died. I don't know. So we can see she did that with, um... Elizabeth, her you foster know what I sister. Just thought? I what? really thought she basically was like, "Have you tried turning it off and back on?" But with the nervous system, they would love her in IT. <laughs> She'd be like, "Let me give it a shot of morphine." So, so she actually um, she went to trial, and she 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 wanted to be sane. She wanted to be found sane. Because at this time, killing 31 people is considered insane. It's considered, like, yeah, I mean, they didn't have a better word for it. The serial killer, that's not like, a term that was you invented. You fucking crazy. Serial killer wasn't a term. So, at this point, they're like, okay, this girl is insane. But she was like, no, 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 I'm sane. I want to have a chance of getting out. Girl. 
You killed 31 people. I don't think she realizes that. You kill 31 people, you're never getting out of jail. They're either going to kill you or you're going to fucking go to the asylum. You either kill or get killed. You want to go meet your older sister at the local, uh, you know. Insane asylum. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it was said that she wanted the jury to find her sane so she could eventually have a chance at being released. Girl. So, um,. That was just not happening because the the jury the jury found her to be insane. Well, no shit. At yeah. that time, there was just no better explanation for it. They knew nothing about serial killers Which at the crazy time. Crazy, anyways. Though. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, oh no, she was definitely like. Ugh. Yeah, no. So she insisted upon her own sanity in court. She claimed that she couldn't be insane if she knew what she was doing and she knew it was wrong. But they said, "Nah, girl." No, I bet you they were like, yeah, that's actually what makes you crazier is the fact that yeah, you're yeah. So she, this also didn't help. She had said that she had wanted to kill more people than anyone who has ever lived before, but she could only provide the details of up to 31 murders. So again, she killed a lot of people. A lot of patients is what I'm assuming. I'm assuming yeah. most of these 31 are probably the people that she was privately nursing for. Well, yeah, that's a thing. And she then did. she killed so many people in her residency and in her hospital stay, she just couldn't remember. Well, yeah. So Dude, that's I literally. She was like, mm, just can't keep it all in the noggin. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So she would later describe. Uh, she would describe her motivation for killing as a paralysis of her thought and reason, and she just had a really strong urge to poison that she could not resist. She got a thrill from holding and caressing her victims as they died. Ew. Um, and as I said, she used it. She used poison for more than just murder. She, she. She poisoned people when she got tired of them. She poisoned them when she couldn't stand them in her life anymore. She poisoned them when they annoyed her. So... Can you imagine? She's and then like, 31 people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 31 of those people weren't even elderly or dying. They just got on her nerves. Are you kidding? Said, like, the image of her, like, making that cocktail and kind of, like, salt bang the poison yeah. in the glass. Just, like, sprinkle that shit in there. <laughs> you know? So... I love a good garnish. Nonetheless, um, she was she was declared insane, and she was committed yeah. um, to the Taunton Insane Hospital. Um, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity hmm. in uh, 1902 on June 23rd. We love a good Gemini court case. Let me tell you oh, something. Love that. She's a fucking Aries. I literally looked it up too. Did you? Yeah. No, you didn't. I did. I looked up March 31st. Yo. Because I was like, I was y'all Aries are some crazy bitches. Would, well, you. Oh, you said that she has, like, you know, double personality, and I was like, is she a Gemini? And then no. I saw her birthday was in March, and I was like, oh, she's no, a she's Aries. A That's why she's fucking angie. That's why she's so angie and she wants to angie, kill. She's yes. So she got of poison. <laughs> she got of... <laughs> Not war. Got Fuck of war. <laughs> um... So, when she gets to the asylum, uh, she is, at first, she refuses to eat because she thought her food would be poisoned, which is quite ironic, considering she did the poisoning. Yeah, no, that's fucking hilarious. Um, the newspapers thought it was hilarious that she felt that she felt this way. They thought it was very, the irony jumped out, honestly. <laughs> um, so, she didn't eat for a while. Uh, eventually, she did. And um, she was described as a model, a model prisoner, a model, not prisoner, a model resident after that yeah um she stayed in the asylum until the ripe old age of 84 um so in 1902 she was 50 so she stayed there for another 30 years holy fuck 50 ish she stayed there another 30 years um and she died august 17th 1938 uh there was a huge media resurgence after the story of her death claiming that she was america's first serial killer yeah um that makes sense 
Yeah, so after her death, it was you know how that happens. Like after yeah. after someone dies, they re- retell the story because it makes news because the, sure their death like becomes OJ relevant. Died. And I don't know if this is true or not, but um, she was remembered by the staff as a quiet old lady, and they remembered her smile as she beckoned them into her room. She would say, "Get some morphine, dearie, and we'll go out in the ward. You and I will have a lot of fun seeing them die." You know, I feel like that's a legend. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. So that is the story of Jane Toppin, America's first female serial killer. Bad bitch city. She said, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. But I'll kill I'll people. I'll kill you, though. <laughs> she said, I'll poison you. So within the span of, what, 20 years? No, 40 years? I'm not going to do math. That I'll, is I'll not my strong I'll do the subject. math for you. 1890. 20 years, 1885 to about 19, not even, 1901 is when she was caught. 15 years? Prolific. Fucking prolific. 15 years, oh over 30, 31 confirmed kills. Yeah, 31 confirmed kills. <laughs> <laughs> and <She> filed. <laughs> and probably about, she said 100. I can't put, yeah, no. Hundreds. I mean, it's not surprising, though. And you know what's sad? It's like, especially back then with elderly people, it... Even nowadays, we're kind of just like, wow. It was very easy back then, especially. Like, Angel of Death is more monitored nowadays because it's easier to keep track of that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Back then, it was very easy to, especially with medicine, um, kind of pin the deaths of people on just kind of freak accidents or, you know, oh, we don't know anything about this. Oh, they died. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no. So that's the story of Jane Toppin and her craziness. Um, you can go ahead and follow us at double.trouble.pod on Instagram. You can send us an email at pod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on the Twitters at double trouble TC. I think it is. Double trouble TC. Also, hi, Sandra. We know you listen to We Love You. Did any of your friends listen that you want to give a little shout-out? Oh, yeah. Um, Hi, Lauren. Hi. Who else listens? You have the memory of a goldfish. Mariah. Hi. (laughs) Everyone else. I'm supposed to be Dory, okay? I can't Um, remember anything. It's okay. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, I just know I specifically... Oh, Jasmine from high school. What's up, Jazz? Hey, Jazz. You like Jazz? Kaylee. My friend Kaylee listened. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. And we hope to see you soon. You hear Max in the background? Yeah, I know. Fucking up my backpack. Hey, stop. There we go. Um, I miss mom. Max says bye. He's doing it again. He doesn't care. Just off the ground. No, it's fine. I don't care. Um, No, but It just means I get to pet him. And that's Chloe and Tess signing off. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs)